Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Coming up on NFL Fantasy Live, we're going to teach you our tricks of the trade when it comes to trading in fantasy. And the world-famous Dave Damashek stops by to talk fantasy versus reality. Molly Fabs. James, thank you kindly. It's Wednesday, so you know what that means. Hump it's hump day. day. Yes, and start him, sit him, Fabs. Start him and sit him. Eli Manning's been hot, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you why you should sit him this week. Good stuff. Elliot, Marcus, what's up? Thanks, Molly. I know LaShawn McCoy's production has been shady so far this year, but I'll give you a reason you should feel confident going forward. Well, Marcus, you're thinking about shady. I'm thinking about my mom, a breast cancer survivor. Breast Cancer Awareness Month starts today, and you know what? NFL Fantasy Live, presented by Bose, starts right now. Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose. I'm James Coe alongside the Hall of Famer Michael Fabiano and the man with the great hair and Jordan Cameron lookalike Elliot Harrison on the far side as well. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at NFL Fans. Don't give me that look, Elliot. I'm excited about him being healthy again. Hey, by the way, uh, how's your fantasy team doing in our NFL Fantasy Live League? I know you had to auto-pick, but sometimes it works out. Yeah, I didn't I lose a really close one to you? You did, yeah. 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 I, got, no. I got one at the end of that Seahawks game uh, when Lynch scored the touchdown. Yeah, it's, it's not doing so hot. This guy it's undefeated. Faltering. What's your record right now? I think I'm 0-4 in oh, that league. Oh, yikes. I mean, either that or 1-3. It's there not pretty. Sure. All right, guys, we know the Patriots' offense has struggled mightily. Tom Brady seems to have noticed as well. Wednesday morning, he spoke with Boston Area WEEI Radio regarding the Patriots' offensive woes. Well, I mean, there's no magic play. There's no magic scheme. It's, it's us as players playing a lot better than we're playing. And it's, this, this hasn't been an isolated incident. I don't think offensively, offensively we've played well all year. I don't think we've played well for a long time. So, uh, you know, we gotta, we got to figure out the reasons why we're not playing as well as we're capable and, and try to uh, improve them. That sounds right there like a frustrated Tom Brady. About as frustrated a thing as I've ever heard him. Is there any chance the Patriots offense does get back on track, though? Sure, there's a chance, but the offensive line's got to improve. I mean, that's been a big, big problem for New England so far this year. And that offense, and plus, Brady, 
if you watch the games, I mean, he hasn't been as accurate. No. Maybe that's part of the reason Pressing. why the offensive line is, is not doing its job and he's getting defensive pressure. Let me just say this. I agree with that soundbite completely. I hear people in green ties sit up at desks like this and talk about the Patriot system. That's a green tie, right? What's the Patriot system? Let me tell you what a system is. It's pass blocking. Okay. It's receivers that can stretch the field. It's making good throws. It's the same in all 32, with all 32 teams. The Patriots just aren't doing that. I mean, it, there's no mystique to it. If I can make a counter-argument, though, uh, you know, Tom Brady has been great at erasing a lot of mistakes. His slight movements in the pocket have always been really good in terms of eluding the pass rush, mm-hmm. and he's been he's been making stars out of regular Joe wide receivers his entire career. We're not seeing that this nope. year. No, not at all. All right, in Green Bay, the Green Bay Packers cornerbacks coach Joe Witt Jr. told the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel he thinks that the old Greg Jennings is back. He said, quote, I don't know if he was hurt or what happened last year, but he looks like the old Greg Jennings. He's fast, he's quick, he's elusive, he's really creative in his route running. So we really have a challenge. Guys, I got to ask you, how much fantasy truth is there in that statement? Not too much because I haven't seen Greg Jennings put up good numbers in standard leagues. That's that's coach speak as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put too much stock in it. You know, at first when I saw this quote, I thought, oh, he's saying Greg Jennings is old. <laughs> <laughs> then I realized, okay, that's not what he's saying. I, I'm with Fabs, you know, and you have a rookie quarterback starting. And, and I'm not saying that Bridgewater isn't going to be great, but don't you have better options? Now, bye weeks, I get it. Sure. But I think you have better options. Greg Jennings is a classic bench player to me in uh, fantasy. He's been okay, though. Uh, seven points in each of the last two weeks. If you have you to want plug seven him in your points. No, but uh, exactly. Again. I mean, PPR, different story. Standard, I got to see more. There you go. All right, let's go to Carolina. In Carolina, an injury-riddled backfield continues to confuse fantasy owners. Jonathan Stewart, who injured his ankle in week three, was originally thought to be out multiple weeks, but was back at practice Wednesday. D'Angelo Williams, meanwhile, he was in a walking boot earlier this week and tweeted out this photo of him today in a hard cast. I don't think he's going to be back anytime soon. Uh, with the quote here, love this girl. He's talking about, uh, I believe, his daughter there. But, you know, uh, the, the thing that sticks out to me is that hard cast. So the question is, what's the impact now in, in Carolina? I think Darren Reeves was a hot waiver wire pickup this week as well. Right. Well, if Stewart can play, then he's going to be the guy that you want to go after in fantasy if you're really desperate for mm-hmm. a flex starter. Other than that, I don't see too much value here. Yeah, I, I, I avoid the Panthers running backs. I'm sorry. I just do <laughs> at all costs. Even when they're healthy, I generally <laughs> yeah. avoid them. So yeah. I agree the bow is nice, though. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Time now to bring in the rest of our crew, Molly Karam and Marcus Grant. Join us with more. James, thank you. Molly here alongside NFL.com fantasy editor Marcus Gran. And Marcus, it is that time of the week. It's that time. When we look at the waiver wire and guys who we can pick up. And here's a few players that are available in 50% or more of leagues. We've got Larry Donnell, Justin Hunter, Kirk Cousins, Travis Kelsey, Andre Williams, Joe Flacco. So we've got a variety of positions there. But let's begin with the tight end, Marcus, and Larry Donnell. We heard Manning to Donnell quite a bit there on Thursday night football. Do you expect this to continue moving forward? I absolutely do. He has been one of Eli Manning's favorite targets from the beginning of the season. Victor Cruz is starting to work in a little bit more, which is encouraging. But Donnell is a big body guy who's still learning to play the position. But very athletic and more importantly he's a target around the red zone makes tough catches 
and really has been able to go up in traffic, make a lot of good plays. I think Eli Manning and Larry Donnell are starting a nice bromance there. Mm-hmm. Yes, there seems to be a rhythm happening for the New York football giants. Let's move on to another young tight end, Travis Kelsey. He had a huge day against the New England Patriots on national TV. He absolutely did. And this was a guy that we talked about in the preseason. It was a deep sleeper then. He's no longer a deep sleeper. He might even be a sleeper anymore. He's just a guy you want to plug in into your lineup. The tight end position is so thin, and Alex Smith seems to like finding Kelsey. And he's an athletic guy. I mean, he loves to make people miss. He's really good at it. He's a guy I think you got to have on your roster. Mm-hmm. And for perspective's sake, he has the seventh most fantasy points among tight ends. And we just mentioned Eli Manning. Everybody doubted him, not this girl. Uh, <laughs> is this going to continue? And he has receivers and tight ends that are catching balls. Yeah, I don't think he's a QB1. I think he's a QB2, a guy you have on your bench. You play in a bye week situation. But watching them the last couple of weeks, it looks like this team is starting to figure out some of the concepts Ben McAdoo has in that new offense. They were awful in the preseason. They were shaky the first couple of weeks. But I think they're starting to figure it out, and Eli is looking a lot more confident with where he's delivering the football. Oh, yeah, I believe in Eli. <laughs> Two Super Bowls, that means something. James Jones, what do we do here? They have a bye week in week five, but he is available in 50% or more of leagues. Yeah, he's a guy that maybe this week you're not really thinking about so much, but he's a guy to keep in your back pocket simply because he is a veteran presence on a Raider team that is sorely lacking any kind of real playmakers we saw whether it was Derek Carr whether it's been Matt McGloin they're looking in James Jones's direction so he's a guy maybe you stash away if you have the roster space and in bye weeks and those kind of situations you may find a use for him hey I say bye-bye and speaking of (laughs) bye-bye but you're the expert those are the most added let's get into the most dropped and here's the top 10 most dropped players on NFL.com Kirk Cousins after that bad performance people are saying jumping off giving him the kibosh exactly and Bobby Rainey uh, we all saw that one same same type deal. Niles Paul, Donald Brown, Antonio Gates, Niall Davis. Let's get into some of these guys. Now, with Donald Brown, there's no one really there in that backfield, so I would think you'd hang on to him. I know he had a bad game, tough matchup. What do we do? Yeah, right now, this is one I'm, I'm really down on Donald Brown. I thought more of him when the Chargers lost so many of their running backs, but he's not He's not a guy who's making people miss. He hasn't gotten in the end zone in the last four games like you see there. He's struggling to get the corner on a regular basis like that. I mean, that's nice. If he was doing that regularly, I wouldn't be so worried about it. But because he's been a two-yard-per-carry guy most often, and now he's going up against a tough Jets run defense, I'm really down on Brown. I'd maybe try to hold on to him because the Chargers don't have anybody else. But if you're short of space on the roster, I understand saying goodbye. This week's a bad play. Jets allowing the fewest points per game to running backs this year. Let's move on to another running back. So Jamal Charles, we saw him. The man is back. So what does this do for Niall Davis? Do we cut ties? No, I think you hold on to Niall Davis. I mean, Jamal Charles is back. Yes, that certainly is going to decrease the number of touches he gets. But we see he's an explosive guy even when he's not getting a ton of carries. You hold on to him. The Chiefs are going to use Niall Davis to try and rest Jamal Charles, I think you give him a chance. You keep him on your roster. Let's move on to the Eagles. I know there's a lot of options in this offense, but is it too soon to let go of Jordan Matthews? He still seems better than some of the other options. It's absolutely too soon to give up on Jordan Matthews. I know he didn't do much last week, but then again, the Eagles offense as a whole didn't do much last week against the 49ers. There are too many targets there, and I think eventually Jordan Matthews is going to surpass Riley Cooper in terms of targets for Nick Foles in that Eagle offense. All right, we head to the quarterback position in one Tom Brady. Is it time to say adios to Tommy? It is time to wave goodbye to Tom Brady. Oh. I know it's hard to do, but 
Just take the name off the back of the jersey and look at the production. It hasn't been there. And as you heard the guys mentioning, the offensive line play has been bad. He's not very accurate right now. There are so many issues there. There are a lot of better guys out there available, even talking about some of the rookies like Bridgewater. Maybe not this week, but Tom Brady, it's just it's time to say goodbye. Yeah, we got to do the pageant wave yeah. to Tommy. He deserves at least that, right? Yes. Okay, <laughs> hopefully things turn turn around for the Patriots soon. I would never count out Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, but that's in reality. That's in reality, yes. not in fantasy, yes. Coming up next, with such a thin line between fantasy and reality in the 2014 season, the experts are here to help analyze the true value of an optimistic rookie, the Seahawks D, and the unpredictable Cowboy. Stick around, won't you? And later, it's every fantasy owner's worst nightmare. A quarter of the season is over, and there are too many stars who faded into a fantasy disappointment for your team and theirs. NFL Fantasy Live powers ahead next. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Molly Caram alongside Elliot Harrison, Michael Fabiano, and an original member of NFL Fantasy Live, Mount Rushmore 1, Dave Damashek. Dave, thanks so much for joining us. I didn't know we were still doing the show. Oh, we <laughs> Nobody are. called me. We are. Check the ratings. All right. All right. We're a hot commodity over Okay, here. I'm ready to roll now. Though. I'm, I, I st- have stuck with the fantasy, so we, I'm up to speed. Okay, we appreciate it. Thank you for making <laughs> the time to join us, uh, mere people here. All right, we're going to get into the difference between fantasy and reality, and it can be quite different. And let's start with the Super Bowl champs and their defense. We witnessed them lose in San Diego a few weeks ago. What's the reality of the Seahawks defense on the road and fantasy fabs? Break this down for us. Well, a lot of people saw that game and think, oh, well, the Seahawks defense can be had on the road. I shouldn't be worried about starting any of the Washington Redskins. But honestly, that's really not the truth. If you look at it, on the road, their last six games, they're only allowing an average of about 10 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks, all right? They've only allowed 195 passing yards per game in their last five road contests. One receiving touchdown allowed to wide receivers this season. That is the fewest in the National Football League. And just because there was that one hiccup doesn't mean that you go out and start all these players when they're going against the Seahawks on their home field. Listen, in Seattle, I mean, they're they're impenetrable. They're unbelievable. But on the road, they're not as good, but they're still very, very solid. Look at these numbers. Allowing only 13 fantasy points to wide receivers per game. Tight ends. Now, that number's high because Gates had three touchdowns against them in week two, but the wide receivers did nothing. I still fear the Seattle defense, even if it's not in Seattle. And we should mention that that road contest was in stifling heat. Mm-hmm. They're wearing yep. their dark jerseys. Mm-hmm. And they're playing against the MVP of the league right now, Philip Rivers. Wait yes. a second. So, All valid points, but the last 90 seconds of our lives, we're never going to get back. Why would you ever sit the Seattle Seahawks defense? Well, they I are number one can I in the you? sport. Would you sit Peyton Manning? I have a league where they were dropped, mm-hmm. and I picked them up for wow. the week. Yeah. Because of what Phil Rivers was able to do. So I think that's the point that you're alluding to. And it's more a matchup-based thing. Don't be, uh, don't be so, mm-hmm. so quick to start guys against Seattle because they're not at home. They're on the road. They're not as good. They are as good. Okay, so speaking of being weary of starting quarterbacks against Seattle's defense, and obviously we're going to play Seattle's defense week in and week out, their future road games moving forward at the Rams, at the Panthers, and at Chiefs. So the only really fantasy-relevant quarterback there would be Cam Newton. And he hasn't even been that good this season so mm-hmm. far. So we call that danger zone right there. (laughs) All right, let's move on to another fantasy versus reality topic. The reality is that there'll be some rookie quarterbacks who start, like Jaguars quarterback Blake Bortles. But what's the fantasy versus reality implications here, Dave? Oh, I definitely am rolling with Blake Bortles if you don't have a high-end quarterback option. Right now, we've been talking about it for years, way back to the days of Tim Tebow. 
if you've got a guy who can make some plays with his legs at the QB spot, then he those points, like Fabiano was fond of saying, they count just as much mm-hmm. as the passing ones do. And more. And really things set up beautifully for Blake Bortles. He runs with the ball when things break down to him. He can sling it. He's got a gaggle of nice young wide receivers there. And as it happens, in reality, this Jaguars team is going to be playing from behind a lot. That means throwing the ball more than usual. So, yeah, I think Blake Bortles is a great option right now. All right, let's move on with the quarterback conversation, guys. And let's turn our attention to the man everyone loves to hate. Well, not on this set. Elliot, that would be one Tony Romo. Now, in reality, he appears to me to be killing it out there. But how about in fantasy? Well, he is killing it out there, and people may not realize that, Molly. But here's the thing. Tony Romo killing it in reality is not killing it for your fantasy team. Because a great game for Tony Romo is going to be 20 of 28 for 210 yards and two touchdowns because they are so committed to running the football right now that in fantasy, he's matchup-based. And by matchup-based, I mean, who's your other quarterback facing? If your other quarterback Mm -hmm. has a bad matchup, then go ahead, put Tony Romo in there. But the way DeMarco Murray and that offensive line are playing, you just can't rely on Tony Romo every week. If Andrew Luck has a great game in reality, it's 400 yards and four touchdowns because the Colts lean on him a lot more than the Cowboys are leaning on Romo. And, L.A., to support what you're saying here, let's take a look now at the Cowboys' play distribution. And part of the reason he's playing so well is they're running the ball more. Right. Well, I mean, you look at that, that 50.8, that means they're running 50.8% of the time and throwing at 49.2. That's third highest in the NFL. So, look, fantasy a lot of times is just about opportunity. Who's getting the most? We talk about it with wide receivers. Who's getting the most targets? That's the guy that's going to get you fantasy points. Same thing. If Romo's only throwing 26 passes, it's just not going to be enough for yeah, you. Yeah, th- this is uh, the perfect example mm-hmm. of fantasy versus reality. The reality is, as long as DeMarco Murray's making yards behind that road-grading offensive line, Romo doesn't need to throw the ball. In fact, in all three of the Cowboys' victories now, he's thrown the ball fewer than 30 times. Yeah. That's the formula for success. DeMarco Murray, obviously a little injury-prone. Cowboys fans don't want to mm-hmm. see that happen to him, but that's about the only way Tony Romo's fantasy numbers are going to start to you spike know, up here. And Fabs, you know, you've been playing fantasy a really long time. It reminds you of Troy Aikman in the 90s. Great reality quarterback, yeah. but you never wanted Troy Aikman starting for Perfect you in fantasy. Example. Mm-hmm. Never had a 4,000-yard season, but he was winning Super Bowls, right. but not Super Bowls in fantasy. Right. These are the next level things we need, people. Thank yeah. you so much, because we do live in a fantasy world. At least I do here on uh, um, this show. We all do, Molly. Right? Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Good stuff, guys. Coming up next, we're four weeks into the season. Would you have guessed that Philip Rivers is a top three fantasy quarterback? Yeah, me neither. We've got 2014 fantasy surprises. That's coming up. He's the MVP, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, now. Michael Crabtree, Keenan Allen, and Deshaun Jackson. What do they all have in common? Well, they're on Michael Fabiano's stardom and sit list. Where at? Well, you'll have to stay and find out. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Guys, we're one-fourth of the way done with the season. We're at the quarter pole. It's depressing, man. Don't say that. (laughs) It goes by so fast. Just started. All right, let's take a look at the top fantasy leaders thus far. Some fantasy uh, studs thus far at the quarter pole. Andrew Luck. NFL Fantasy Live. Guys, we're one-fourth of the way done with the season. We're at the quarter pole. That's depressing. It's going by too quick. It goes by so fast. All right, let's take a look at the top fantasy leaders thus far. Andrew Luck at the top of that list, surpassing guys like Peyton Manning, 
Uh, you don't even see Drew Brees on that list, which has been a little bit surprising. But of these guys, uh, I mean, Philip Rivers, there's a ton of surprising names, I would say, on this list. No, I wouldn't say a ton, but a few surprising names. But, man, Philip Rivers, absolutely for the price you paid for him, has been a great find. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, this was a guy that some people were thinking of even as a QB2. I mean, but I think we kind of looked at last year when he was the number six rated fantasy quarterback at the end of the season and thought, all right, maybe this is a little bit of a fluke. But it looks like the resurgence is real under Mike McCoy, and it certainly helps that he has a lot of his targets back. I mean, not only is Keenan Allen there, but Antonio Gates is looking better. Malcolm Floyd's return has been a big boost to this yep. offense. And even Eddie Royal stepping up the last couple of weeks has helped out a lot. So, it's hard to pick your poison if you're an opposing defense, and Phillip Rivers right now is just on point. He's balling. Uh, let's stay in San Diego. Elliot, I-, I know you've been surprised by the San Diego wide receiver position. Explain. Yeah, well, you know, if you heard me in the earlier block, I think Phillip Rivers is the MVP of the league. He's calling Mike McCoy's offense from the line of scrimmage, and that's benefiting his receivers as much, Marcus, as they are benefiting him. But the cool thing is they're getting the chunk plays. They're getting the vertical plays. It's not a bunch of five-yard ends and Danny Amendola specials, none-yard outs. It's actually 20-yard vertical plays. Uh, what I'm saying here is that Malcolm Floyd, Eddie Royal, these are guys that you should keep on your bench. You don't drop them. I'm not saying you start them every week. Okay. But they're productive enough, and Rivers is productive enough to keep them. What, we, what was the ownership on Malcolm Floyd? You just looked it up. It was like 6%. 6%. How Eddie Royal was what, 25? 25. Eddie Royal. Yeah. Eddie yeah. Royal. That's because everyone receivers. remembers what he did last year. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> All right, Fabs, let's, uh, let's go to you. Uh, you know, Ahmad Bradshaw, however you cut it, whether you want to talk about per-game average, Average, uh, yards per carry, point totals, however you want to cut it. Ahmad Bradshaw has been a top 10 uh, running back. I, I can't even get the words out. Top 10. He's fourth right now, which is amazing. I know a lot of teams have had a buy already, so that doesn't, that doesn't exactly mirror reality. But he's been great. And this is a guy that I'm telling you right now, you want to sell high on him because at some point he's going to get hurt. This is a guy coming off a of neck fusion surgery. He's had foot injuries. His whole career, he's an older guy, too, at least for a running back. I'm 41. I'm a lot older than he is, but that's neither. <laughs> I'm young for a fantasy analyst. There you but go. I really think this is the time to sell high on him. He's been great. Fourth in fantasy points among running backs. I can't believe that. I'm saying it, but it's true. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. Uh, Marcus, if we were to talk early season fantasy MVP, look, we saw Andrew Luck on that board, but no doubt DeMarco Murray is one of the top two fantasy players in the game. Yeah, absolutely. You know, And I think we all thought he could have a good year. I don't think we thought he would have this kind of season. He's had more than 100 rush yards, or 100 rush yards or more, I should say, one or more touchdowns at each of his first four games this season. The guy has been fantastic, and I guess a lot of it has to do with the fact that the Cowboys have been more of a run-based offense than we thought at the beginning of the year. As long as he can hold on to the football, and he's getting a little bit better about that, sure. then he, you avoid those minus twos every week from him. It's a fantastic start. Right? He also must avoid injury. We'll see how that plays out. Elliot, a lot was expected out of Toby Gerhardt, but thus far he's been, as Marcus says, Ungood. Yeah, well, age isn't really a concern, and Fabs is 41. I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> uh, you know what my surprise is? I'm surprised that everybody else is surprised that Toby Gerhardt isn't producing. I mean, the best this guy was going to be was about 850 yards and eight hmm. touchdowns. He might not get there. He was, and he's probably not even going to get there. This guy was never going to be a 1,300-yard back. It wasn't going to happen. They didn't have the line, and he doesn't have the wiggle. That's not the kind of player he is. So. I'm shocked that people are shocked <laughs> that Toby Gerhardt isn't producing. Well, maybe not 1,300, but I think uh, the people out there may be expecting 1050, 1100, maybe no. eight touchdowns. That would have been that was pretty a, good. That was a high projection. Yeah. Sure. 
Okay. Not Fred Taylor. Uh, listen, yeah. Gerhardt, no question, a uh, disappointment thus far. But, of course, he's not alone in that regard. Uh, and there's no way he's the biggest disappointment in the fantasy Look at all season. these big names. It's unreal how these guys have struggled. LaShawn McCoy, Eddie Lacy, Monty Ball, Demarius Stuff. I mean, you see those Denver Broncos on there, you're like, how is this possible? How is this possible that these guys are disappointments? And yet there they are. Marcus, look, there's been a fantasy freakout regarding LaShawn McCoy. Double-digit scoring weeks one and two. You thought he was cruising, and then weeks three and four. Four points combined in those two weeks. What do we do? Uh, well, I think you stay the course with McCoy. I mean, the good news is that Lane Johnson is coming back, being a part of that offensive line. That should help open some holes. Plus, I do think that Chip Kelly realizes LaShawn McCoy is still the focal point of that offense. They've got to get the football in his hands any way they possibly can. Sure, Darren Sproles is nice. Jeremy Macklin's played well. But the Eagles go as LaShawn McCoy goes. So I understand the freakout. I would exercise caution. I would warn patience. Things are going to get better. Marcus, Marcus, I think you should drop him in the fantasy experts. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you so do. Auto I'm team sure you do. Uh, Elliot, Tom Brady reminds me of a great but aging boxer. Physically, he looks okay. And when he's in there, man, he's hesitating. He's not the same guy. He's just slightly off. Am I right in saying that? Well, that's funny because he speaks highly of you as an anchor. So, But Tom Brady, I, I agree. He is looking, showing his age a little bit. Uh, but, you know, more than that, it's not his age. It's poor line play. They're playing a couple rookies. He's got what, – what, when Edelman's your one and Amendola's your two uh, – and, and Gronk does not look 100% to me. I don't know what it is. He does not look as explosive off the line. you got to have help, man. I mean, look at this play right there. Is that on Tom Brady or is that on your right tackle? So you might be right. Tom Brady's a disappointment as a fantasy player, but is it because of reality? Is he is he really declining? I don't think so. Hmm. Interesting. All right, uh, Fabs, Demarius Thomas called himself out this week. He said he needs to play better. Uh, Fantasy-wise, he's averaging uh, almost a shockingly low seven points per game. Yeah. What do we make of DT? Uh, I'd get him now. I would trade for him right now, buy low low. on Demarius Thomas, because this guy is going to come around sooner rather than later. Right now, Emmanuel Sanders actually leads the Broncos in targets, and it's not even close. That's going to change. Demarius Thomas will end up being one of the best wide receivers in fantasy football when the season's all said and done. But, guys, this is something that we can't say we didn't expect. Peyton Manning was not going 5,500 yards again, 55 touchdowns. He's on pace for over 4,000 yards. He's on pace for right around 48 touchdowns, 44 touchdowns. But he was never going to do what he did last season, and that's hurt Demarius Thomas's value a little bit, his stats a little bit, but I think he's going to be fine. How about Eddie Lacy? I mean, Elliot, no one. I mean, no one has been a bigger fantasy disappointment than Eddie Lacy. You can point to the schedule all you want, but the bottom line is he's averaging three yards per carry. He doesn't look good out there. Well, you just took all the meat off the bone. That's exactly what I was going to say, brother. (laughs) All right, James, so where would you say Eddie Lacy went in most drafts? Fifth overall, is that fair? Definitely top seven, no doubt. You needed better production for sure. There's a combination of factors. One, concussion-like symptoms after the Seattle game. Good point. Uh, Poor offensive line play. And you know what? Aaron Rodgers didn't exactly come out firing, guys. I mean, Mm -hmm. it helps when your passing game is doing well so that the run game, sometimes the pass – Sets up the run. That said, ain't no way I'm dealing Eddie Lacy right now. I have him. Hold on. You're holding on to him. You bet. Mm. Absolutely. I don't know what kind of value he even has on the trade market at this point. I don't but care. Keep him. <laughs> there you go. All right, make sure to join CBS and NFL Network for Thursday Night Football. We're showcasing the NFC North this week as the Minnesota Vikings hike up to Lambeau to face the Green Bay Packers. NFL Total Access kickoff starts at 6 p.m. on NFL Network. Coverage continues at 7.30 on CBS and NFL Network. Football starts here.
All right, and coming up, we're going next level with our stats analysis. Michael Fabiano dives deep into the numbers to predict which fantasy stars could shine the brightest on Sunday and which are poised to implode. We go inside the numbers next. Next on NFL Fantasy Live, to bench or not to bench? That is the question. Well, we've got your answer coming up as Michael Fabiano breaks down his week five stardom sit-em players. And later, we're ditching the computer and the glasses for inside the numbers. We've got some stats that will make you think twice about starting Cam Newton. And stuck in a fantasy rut, it might be time to switch things up. Yeah, we're talking trades in week five. Our experts give their advice. That's next on NFL Fantasy Live. Welcome back into NFL Fantasy Live. Molly Karam alongside Marcus Grant and Elliot Harrison here. And for those of you who asked your questions on Fantasy Genius, our experts are about to answer those for you. So if you want your question answered on the show, all you need to do is submit them at NFL.com slash genius and we will take care of that for you we're here at your service it is time now for in the moment presented by the lincoln motor company you guys know the deal two minute drill we're going to rip through as many of these as we can we begin with the quarterback position i can't believe i'm asking this better start peyton manning or philip rivers no small talk marcus philip rivers peyton manning's <laughs> playing the cardinals i am going with philip rivers because the jet secondary has been a mess this year so focused here all right better add tony romo or eli manning and yes we're talking nfc east I'll go Eli. I think the Cowboys are just going to hand off too much for your fantasy taste. I like Eli as well. I think they're starting to figure out Ben McAdoo's offense right now. And speaking of Eli, part of the reason we're talking about him is one Larry Donnell. Better add at the tight end position, Larry Donnell or Travis Kelsey? I'm going Larry Donnell just because that West Coast offense really favors getting the ball to the tight end. I'm sure the three touchdowns didn't hurt that you saw. (laughs) I'm going to go Travis Kelsey. I think he's going to be a big-time tight end on the back half of the schedule. Let's move to the wide receiver position. Better start Steve Smith Jr. or Jeremy Macklin? I'll go Jeremy Macklin at home against those Rams. I think he's going to have a huge day. I, I like Jeremy Macklin. I just think that offense is going to be more consistent. Who to drop, Allen Hearns or Jordan Matthews? Ooh, I think I'm dropping Allen Hearns here because, again, I think the, the Eagles offense is better than Jacksonville. Agree, agree, agree. Okay, another drop here. Are we going Donald Brown or Kyrie Robinson? We're going to the backfield. Ah, that's tough for me. I would drop Kyrie. I, I think the Saints are going to win on the arm of Breeze. Donald Brown's all the Chargers have right now in the backfield. Mm-hmm. He really is. Plus, Mark Ingram's coming back soon. I think, you know, it's going to phase out Kyrie Robinson. Notes. I did. It is you a did. tough matchup for him. Typed him into your surface. <laughs> all right, moving on here. Alshon Jeffrey or Michael Bennett? Trade? I, uh, can I say neither? Neither. I'm not mm-hmm. trading either one. Really? No. Uh, Jeez, I think, I think I'm going to go with Bennett, actually, just because the tight end position is so thin. Are you going with this Fabs October thing with Bennett? No, I think okay. Bennett's going to be good all year. Oh, okay. okay. All right, you're going Martellus Bennett there. Are we trading Pierre Garçon for Arian Foster? I'd do it. Yeah, right now. Need just those backs. Man, and, and Foster's, his health is so shaky right mm-hmm. now. You just don't know. Yeah, yeah but I want Arian Foster. Do you? Yeah, so you want Pierre Garçon. I want Pierre I'd Garçon. rather deal Pierre Garçon and get Let's Arian make Foster. It happen, I want a running people. back. There. I disagree. All right. Better start Matt Ryan or Nick Foles. Ooh, Matt Ryan or Nick Foles. I'm going Matt Ryan. I just, I, I, Nick Foles has been up and down this year. He's throwing more picks than he did last year. I'm going year. Nick Foles at home against the Rams. He's going to have a big day. Mm-hmm. Split decision. Good stuff, gentlemen. We got through a bunch there. That was In the Moment, presented by the Lincoln Motor Company. Now to James and Fabs. Gentlemen. They go the entire segment mm-hmm. without mentioning her pink wristbands. Yeah. How do they do it? She's like Wonder Woman over there. 
That's good stuff. All right, That's thank good. you, Molly. All right, if you want to dominate your fantasy league, sometimes you got to get hardcore with the stats, folks. Michael Fabiano does it every week. He goes inside the numbers and tells us which statistical trends you should be paying attention to this week. We're going to start with Eli Manning. The Giants hosting the Falcons this week. What do the numbers tell you? Well, everyone's looking at Eli Manning like he's one of the hottest quarterbacks in no fantasy, doubt. and he has been, but the Atlanta Falcons' pass defense on the road has actually been pretty tough. Hmm. If you look at the numbers, this is one of those situations where it's sort of deceiving. They're allowing 252 passing yards per game in their last seven games on the road. Okay, that's not okay. bad. One game with one or fewer touchdowns. They have not been a defense that you could score against. So, again, let me say at that. least through the One air. or fewer touchdown passes – Six times in the last seven road games. So the reason behind this is because teams are running I see. on Atlanta. If you look at the percentage of carries that Atlanta is having faced in their last seven road games, look at this, 36 rushing attempts per game. They're giving up almost 180 rushing yards per game, 16 rushing touchdowns. Right now in the last seven road games, Atlanta is facing a team that's running the ball 54.5% of the time, James. That is a ton. So if you have Eli Manning and you're thinking, wow, this is a great start against Atlanta, well, sure. it's a great start for Rashad Jennings, but not necessarily for Eli because of this reason. Teams are running the football down Atlanta's throat, and they should, and Jennings will be a great play this week. Eli Manning, not so much. Again, Atlanta's pass defense, not bad because their run defense has been so bad. You know, it's, it, it's what you're telling me here is that the, the defense for the, the pass defense for the Falcons may not be great, but they're not but being tested. Mattered. They're not right. being tested because they're being pounded on, on the ground. Is exactly. That Almost 55% of offensive snaps are going to the run. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah, That's it's crazy big. stuff. All That's right, Cam big. Newton at home this week taking on the pliable Bears defense. Newton hasn't been great as of late, just 12 points each of the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. What do the numbers tell you? Well, you see that the Bears' pass defense is all banged up. They lost a lot of people last week. But they're actually not giving up a whole lot of fantasy points to quarterbacks when they're playing on the road. And that's something that people have to keep in mind. I know they're saying that, all oh, Cam Newton's going to break out this year. Mm-hmm. They're going to bust him out. He hasn't been playing. But look at the numbers, okay? In their last nine road games, they've only given up 10 touchdown passes. Do the math there. They've also picked the ball off 11 times, and quarterbacks are averaging fewer than 15 fantasy points per game. They've allowed 300-plus passing yards once in their last nine road games. So despite the fact that they're a little bit banged up, the numbers are telling me that I have to sit Cam Newton at least start him and temper my expectations because this is not a favorable matchup. You might say that it looks like one on paper, but really when I look deep into the numbers, it's not. Ten touchdown passes in their last nine road games. That is not good, James. Michael Crabtree at home this week versus the Chiefs. Look, he's been absolutely unpredictable this year. At Dallas, two points, okay? Against Patrick Peterson in Arizona, you think he's going to struggle? No, 14 points. Then at home against Philly, you think, okay, he might blow up four points there. Right. What do we make of Michael Crabtree? Well, looking at the matchup this week, we're talking about the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Now, last week on Monday night, they Definitely held Tom Brady and his receivers in check, but that was at Arrowhead Stadium. Okay. Now you're taking him on the road where the Chiefs have not been as good as, against wide receivers. In fact, they've been really bad against wide receivers in their last four road games. They've given up 84 catches 
over 250 receiving yards and nine touchdowns. That's just four games right there. Nine touchdown catches in their last four games on the road. And this is why I love Michael Crabtree this week. I'm not worried about Crabtree coming off of a game last week where he only scored four fantasy points because, honestly, Colin Kaepernick missed him on a slant. Should have been a touchdown. So start Crabtree with confidence against Kansas City. They are not good against the pass on the road. Good stuff. Great numbers. All right, still to come, the Hall of Famer Michael Fabiano will return to share his Week 5 stardoms and sit-ums. Fabs will tell us whether we should trust Deshaun Jackson at home against the mighty Seahawks. And how about sleepers? Adam Rank reveals his Week 5 sleepers when we return. This is NFL Fantasy Live. team is as good as the 53rd guy. Not just the great players. Take a never-before-seen look inside the life of an NFL scout. Finding Giants, an NFL Network original series, tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern, only on NFL Network. Hi, welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Wednesday, of course, would not be complete if it were not for Michael Fabiano and his world-famous start on the sit list of players you've got to start or sit in this upcoming week. All right, and of course, he unveils his entire list of starts and sits every week at NFL.com slash start sit. You could find his complete list there. All right, let's start at the running back position. Mike, of course, the most popular, uh, one of the most popular positions there. Uh, Rashad Jennings, starter sit this guy. Uh, well, I like that promo because you have to find this giant and start him because you will not see a better matchup among running backs this week. Now, Jennings right now, Fifth in fantasy points among running backs. He's been phenomenal. Atlanta has allowed more fantasy points to running backs than any team in the National Football League, James. Over 31 fantasy points a game. They've given up nine rushing touchdowns. They got gashed by Matt Asayata and Jarek McKinnon last week. I think Jennings could finish in the top five among running backs in week five. A player that I'm going to sit, C.J. Spiller. Don't like the matchup, and Spiller has not produced this season fewer than 85 scrimmage yards in each game this year. He has two rushing touchdowns in his last 21 games. That's not good. The Lions have given up the 10th fewest fantasy points to running backs. They also haven't allowed a 100-yard rusher in their last eight home games. C.J. Spiller is a major risk this weekend. And finally, Monte Ball. And I know a lot of people drafted Monte Ball in the first or second round. Might be hard to bench him, but... He hasn't had a very good start to the season. Right now, one rushing touchdown in his last six games. The Cardinals have allowed the fourth fewest fantasy points to running backs. They've also allowed only three rushing touchdowns in their last nine road games. And in those nine road games, one 100-yard rusher, and that was Frank Gore. Hmm, Interesting stuff. All right, so let's take a little bit more complete look at your starts and sits uh, for Week 5. Andre Ellington, despite rumors of his foot injury, have actually been okay this season. Great matchup, start. Yeah, absolutely, at Denver. And then uh, you see Steven Ridley on there, Bellatrix in high effect. There is uh, it, nothing going on in that backfield that you want right now. That's true. Well, and that offense. I mean, Gronk has been okay, but that offense, man, exactly. has been absolutely struggling. All right, uh, let's, start, let's talk about wide receivers. Um, there are a bunch of guys that you like and some that you don't like, and we'll start with uh, Percy Harvin. That's right. Mercy, mercy. you got to start Percy this weekend against the Washington Redskins. Great matchup. You know, Percy Harvin has more rushing yards than receiving yards this year. Crazy. It's kind of a strange thing for a wide receiver, but the Redskins have given up 20 touchdown catches in their last 10 games at FedEx Field. And oh, by the way, in their last four home games, nine touchdown catches, and we all saw what Eli Manning did to them last week. I think Percy Harvin's a very good play as a 2-3 flex starter somewhere in that area. Another player here that we're going to talk about is Keenan Allen. 
and I'm starting Mr. Allen. And I said to start him last week against the Jaguars. He went off 135 yards. He had more yards last week than he did in the first three games combined. The Jets have given up the third most fantasy points to wide receivers this year. They've also given up six receiving touchdowns, so continue to start Keenan Allen. A player I'm not starting this week is Deshaun Jackson. I was worried about Jackson coming into the season when he went to Washington. He has fewer than six fantasy points in three of his first four games, only one touchdown in his last six games, and the Seattle Seahawks are nasty on the road against wide receivers. They've given up the 10th fewest fantasy points to wide receivers overall, but they've allowed one or fewer touchdown catches in their last six road games to the wideout position. Wow. Remember, they gave up three against San Diego, but that was all Antonio Gates. All right, so how about uh, a little bit more in-depth coverage of the wideouts for uh, Michael Fabiano's starts and sits list? Uh, Eric Decker on your sit list as well. Yeah, Eric, well, he's always there. And it's not a personal thing. He's a good-looking guy. He's got a great-looking wife. He's got a lot of money. I'm not jealous or anything. I just don't like him as a fantasy player. Sure. And I don't like him this week in San Diego. And he's been dealing with that hamstring injury Correct. as well. All right, the quarterback position, uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Man, he was a find last week. Is he a start this week? Yeah, he is. He was on my stardom list last week, and he's back on there this week. Big Ben is going to put up big numbers this week against the Jaguars. He's had two or more touchdown passes in five of his last six road games. The Jaguars have allowed the most touchdown passes and more fantasy points to quarterbacks than any team in the National Football League at a 24.1 point per game clip. So if Ben Roethlisberger's on your roster, unless you've got an elite quarterback, start him. You want to talk about an elite quarterback? Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady doesn't fit that bill anymore. Uh Tom Brady... Uh, Giselle's not even starting Tom Brady on her fantasy team. <laughs> Stop it's become it, that bad. Tom Brady <laughs> has really struggled. It's an awful matchup this week against the Bengals. They've given up the third fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. Only two touchdown passes allowed all year long. And if Tom Brady wasn't Tom Brady, if he wasn't wearing the Patriots jersey number 12, he would be on the waiver wire and no one would be talking about him because he has been awful in bad. fantasy. Awful. Uh, he's a guy, you talk about sit, I, I mean, you probably should throw him out into the waiver wire pool. And there are some rookie quarterbacks. There's some rookie quarterbacks that are a little bit more uh, enticing than Tom Isn't that Brady amazing? Well. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. All right, uh, another uh, quarterback on your start list, Colin Kaepernick. 49er fans. He's be been very good, and he is averaging over 50 rushing yards at home in his last four games, so that just makes him even more enticing. All right, very good. Remember, you can find his entire list of starts and sits at NFL.com slash start sit, and also more exclusive start sit video, including the tight end position you got it. on NFL Now, so be sure to check it out. Hey, welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. I'm Adam Rank here with 11 sleepers ready to help you win your fantasy matchup. What's the segment called? Well, you guessed it. Ranks 11 right now. What do you say to me giving you three sleepers right off the bat? Come on now. I'm tired of talking. Grab your coat. Let's start walking all the way down to Cleveland and Isaiah Crowell. You know, this sort of thing used to be civilized. You draft a guy, he'd give you 350 carries, and boom, you're good. But now with the running back by committees, these things kill your fantasy lineup, and then they go to work on you. But if you spent any time watching the Browns over the last couple of weeks, you'd see Crowell was the best running back for this club. And you'd hope the coaching staff would see this too. You'd figure the team that is going with Brian Hoyer and doing the right thing would also do the right thing at the running back position. Well, at least you would hope. Let's move on to wide receiver and Brian Quick, a guy who owns all the air in the Edward Jones Dome. Yeah, try throwing a pass deep in St. Louis and see if his name comes up. But in all seriousness, Quick has been very undervalued this year. 
He has played in just three games, and he has more total points over guys like Deshaun Jackson, Vincent Jackson, Keenan Allen, Dre Johnson, and he's just a tenth of a point behind T.Y. Hilton, who everybody just loves. Quick has a great matchup against the Eagles this week, and quarterback Austin Davis has played well, too. Now, look, I'm not starting him over Calvin Johnson because I'm not a crazy person, but he's a very good sleeper. And let's say you're in a pinch for a tight end. Well, I'm going to endorse Heath Miller right here. This goes beyond the matchup, which is pretty good. But Big Ben has targeted Miller increasingly over the last couple of weeks, and he is clearly the number two option behind Antonio Brown in this offense. Not only is he being targeted a ton, he's catching everything, too. He caught 10, 11 targets. That is great efficiency out of him. So if you need a tight end, I know a lot of us are struggling there at that position. Go ahead and pick up Miller this week. Now, that's going to do it for me. If you need more sleepers, be sure to check out NFL.com slash ranks 11. And if your conscience absolutely has to intrude upon mine, hit me up on Twitter at Adam Rank. All right, I'll see you when I see you. Hi, Adam. We'll see you on the flip side, my friend. Thank you. So we know it's week five, and people are thinking trades. Let's do a little trade talk. Fabiana, what's your advice on this subject of trades? Well, if you've been playing the waiver wire like I have, you probably have depth at, say, one position. Maybe it's Mm -hmm. running back. Trade that depth away and improve your starting mm-hmm. lineup because fantasy points on your bench don't get you to a championship. So, example, if you pick up Steve Smith, the guy's been awesome right now. He's in the top ten in fantasy points among wide receivers. You probably have two other good wide receivers. Make a trade mm. and improve, say, for example, if your running back position is hurting. If you're not trading, you're, you're not, not trying. <laughs> not trying. <laughs> you're not trying. We know uh, that. Marcus Grant, uh, there are struggling stars out there that uh, that you should probably be targeting in trade talks, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, LaShawn McCoy is a guy that a lot of people are panicked on. Mm-hmm. Maybe he has some jittery owners who might want to deal in the Very way. jittery. Very jittery Me owners. Being you one know? of them. So you look at guys who like that, who have some upside, who can still bounce back. There are also some guys who may be a little bit banged up, a little bit hurt, that you may want to take a, make a play for. I know, for instance, Fabs loves Ryan Matthews as a guy. Sure. I like Mark Ingram, a guy who played really well at the start of the year. He's been out for a little while, and he's probably taking up space on somebody's bench. They're hurting somewhere else. Maybe offer him a little a little quid pro quo. And the reason I love uh, a guy like Mark Ingram is he hurt his hand. He doesn't hurt his leg. So mm-hmm. you know when he comes mm-hmm. back, he's still going to be running be pretty hard, pretty well. There yeah. you go. So I, I love that idea. Elliot, you have another mantra that I, I enjoy. Don't just trade to trade. Yeah, I, I was hoping we would show some video of a guy just eating an egg burrito. And just hanging out and not not on his computer because here's the thing: most of you out there are either one and three, two and two, or three and one in fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. You're not out of it. You don't. I mean, some of the trades that we've seen and I've seen on Twitter: Des Bryant for Julio Jones, Russell Wilson for Philip Rivers. I'm like. Well, why? Like, well, just just stand pat with what you got. I'm talking about those one for one deals where sure. one guy's doing great, the other guy's doing great. It just doesn't make I'll sense. I'll trade to you me. Drew Brees for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, any to your trade point, you offer, I hit reject. By the way, <laughs> there you, you, go. you and Akbar. There you go. What are you talking about? I don't trust to it. your point, Elliot, yes. though, it's know the value of your players. You know, yeah. don't panic yet. You said, hey, everybody's in it, and I, and I would agree with that. Know the value of your players. I'm seeing guys, Lashawn McCoy, great example. Mm-hmm. There's a fire sale on Lashawn McCoy. Right. If you're a Lashawn McCoy owner, listen, know the value. He's got value in this league. Shop him around. Definitely don't trade him to the guy who's offering you the trade <laughs> yeah. because the guy. Your best interest in heart. That's exactly right. <laughs> Shop them around, see what's out there. But yeah, that again, know the guys on your roster and know their market value. Mm-hmm. All right, listen, that's going to do it for us today. 
Oh, thanks, buddy. You bet. Appreciate that. Tell this tomorrow, though, on NFL Fantasy Live as we dive headfirst into the NFC North on Thursday Night Football. That matchup between the Vikings and Packers. Tune in tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern on NFL Now. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.